1: Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Its continuing mission to explore strange new worlds. This
3: is Captain Jean-Luc Picard.
1: Captain Catherine Janeway. Captain Sisko. This is Captain Jonathan Archer. Specialist Burnham. Red alert. Photon torpedoes. Fire. The official Star Trek podcast.
0: Endgame. Endgame.
1: Make it so. With your host, Jordan Hoffman. That, sir, is illogical. Let's make sure history never forgets. This is
3: Endgame. Shailing frequencies open, sir.
4: Yes! We are back, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is a wonderful and exciting time. We are back for another episode of Engage. Engage. Another episode of Engage. Engage. Another episode of Engage. Engage. The official Star Trek podcast. And this is the one we've been waiting for. It's time for a mid season. By the way, when did mid season start? Is this like a new invention? Do you want me to answer that talk? question for no, you? No, you haven't been introduced yet. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Mid- <laughs> midseason is like a thing that just started when these companies bite off more than they can chew. and they're going to make a show and they go, oh, crap, we need more time in post-production. No. No? no?
2: It's when they want to... Have two sets of like advertising, right, right, right. And Battle two sets Inve- kind of invented it. They started. BSG invented it. started. It's better for your Q one and your Q four uh, if you have two. Let's leave Q
4: seasons. out of this. Q, <laughs> Q is all over this continuum break. And what it does is it screws the actors, right? Because they get paid on their season one uh, yeah. deal. It's a way of right. hiking Way of, hiking s- way of screwing. Uh, uh, but it's great
2: for CBS because now they have a Q four hit and they're gonna have a Q one hit. Doesn't it come back in. I don't know. January. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So
4: welcome to the mid season. Recap Roundtable Part 1 Woo! My, yes. name is, my name is Jordan Hoffman I am the host of Engage the Official Star Trek Podcast. You can like us on Facebook.com slash Engage the Official Star Trek Podcast That's a long URL You can follow me on Twitter at Jay Hoffman Brian's in the house. Hi, Brian. Hey, Jordan. And uh, we did a roundtable recap when this, um, what the hell is the movie called? Star Trek Beyond. Beyond. Star Trek Beyond came out last year. Good movie. We had three guests. We had Matt Patches mm-hmm. from ThrillList.com. And guess what? We've got him back again. Hello. Thanks for having me back. It's great. He's an energizing fella. Energized. And uh, <laughs> what's exciting is, and then we had two other people, but we didn't invite them back. What new blood.
2: That's... uh. That's on
4: you. <laughs> Red shirts. We wanted new blood, so filling in, we have filling in. No, rising above and conquering. The next generation. The, consider myself a generation. filling. Generation. <laughs> we have also, we have, uh, how do we pronounce your last name, Emma? Stefanski. That's what I thought, but yeah. you, you said it a little differently when we I did it. How she did you said s- it in Klingon yeah, tongue. Yeah,
5: make it sound more exotic to be cool. I don't know.
4: No, well, Emma Stefanski is here, and she is a uh, culture critic. She writes for Vanity Fair. She writes yes. for Bright Wall Dark Room. Right? I have before. Yeah. In, screen in, crush. in the past. Screen, screen Crush. Yeah. Oh, my God. We love Screen Crush. I know Emma's credits. Yeah. Uh, so Emma is here and that's <laughs> fabulous and then also close to me both physically and emotionally Very is true. David Sims of The Atlantic. Hello, David.
0: It's nice to be here. Thanks it's for nice. having me. I saw
4: you like 12 hours yeah. ago. We, we saw a movie together and we we clutched during some At one
0: point I did grab Jordan's knee. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was emotional a, full, a full grab.
4: <laughs>
0: I got a handful of knees.
4: Yeah, well you thought that was knee. <laughs> All right, so listen. Uh, what's exciting now is that it's time to take a moment, take a breath reflect on nine episodes, nine hours minus commercials of Star Trek Discovery, which this time last year was just a a glint in a producer's eye, Mm -hmm. you know, who, what? A delayed glint. A delayed My favorite kind of glint. (laughs) What's going to happen? Is it going to be after Voyager? Is it going to be a reboot? Is it going to be tied to the Kelvin movies? Who's going to be in it? Is it going to be on a ship, on a station, on a planet? And now here we are. Well, we know the first part of the first arc, and I want to go around the room and just sort of get a. Uh, even though we are the official Star Trek podcast, this is uh, we support free speech and free, th- free free thought. So if you know, let me hear your criticisms as well as your as your celebrations. Uh, starting tomorrow, right, David? Mm. You've been watching every episode yeah. of Star Trek Discovery. I,
0: I even paid for the ads free, <laughs> yeah. so I had no commercials. Wow. You, you
4: paid yeah. the ten dollar one. Yeah, I bumped. It out. I can't with the ads. Hey, just be a spender.
0: Well, or I could just you know, <laughs> well, oh yeah, put you, put can down invest, some money. you can invest. invest.
4: Yeah. P break, P break. You know what? I you would think I. It's a long story about my relationship with CBS All Access, but I actually paid for the six dollar one. Sure. Uh, but next season, I'm gonna, you're, you're gonna bump it. Up. I'm gonna bump it up because um, I, as a Star Trek influencer, have the desire to take screen grabs. Oh sure. And mm. if you had, if you were a cheapskate and you do the six dollar version. You can't go over those. You can't like move your mouse over the hurdles. Oh, so that's the reason for me. But for regular people, I just don't like the ads. You don't like the ads, and yeah. also you're, you know, you you come from wealth. You want to bounce around? You know, so oh, you, no, I <laughs> do not. All
0: right, no, but wait, what was your actual question? All right, what, so give me
4: give me your give me your love. Give me your reaction. Star Trek Discovery from soup to nuts. I mean, how are you feeling about it?
0: I'm gonna say I went in uh, pretty concerned. Yeah. I think I was like I, the, the initial sort of advertising, the trailers for the pilot and everything. I was like. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I like the look of this. I was a little alarmed, and then I was very pleasantly surprised by how much I enjoyed it uh, right awesome. from the get go. Really liked the pilot, and uh, since then I've basically been on board. I've struggled a little bit with the serialization. Okay. Uh, That's um, interesting because I am such a sort of die-hard like next generation fan, and I do appreciate that. But I also know that television has evolved, and you, yeah. know, you can't really yeah. make shows like that anymore. The Planet of the Week
4: is it wouldn't really work wouldn't and, and really work
0: i it and I do the, do yeah. like it
4: you do like it okay.
0: um but no but generally i'm happy and i was very satisfied with uh the note it stopped on because i thought there was sort of a lot of potential for growth uh yeah after the mid-season okay cool yeah no it, Break. Ended, it ended on a nice note i think I it thought so i think it ended
4: really like its ending is one of its best things i think emma what are you thinking so far
0: i'm
5: loving it you're loving like, it yeah i really like, i really enjoy it um okay. i was also worried at the beginning uh, because they were like when they were hyping it up, I remember uh, someone said, and now I can't remember who it was, but someone was like, "We're gonna, we're taking a cue from Game of Thrones, and we're gonna kill characters, and you never know who's gonna die right. or whatever." And I was just like, "Why yeah. do we have to do this in Star Trek too?" Yeah, um, I just want to have watch a relaxing show about people yeah visiting planets and having a good time but, planets. <laughs> but it
4: hasn't been that relaxing no it's been very far. stressful it's, yeah it opens up a little bit stressful but i find that um as as you get more into the characters mm. you're you're really with them yeah. you know i love that, everybody that party scene in um episode seven was at the time loop one brian episode yeah. seven yeah it might have been <laughs> seven or eight. <laughs> okay.
2: Uh, no, it's seven because it they go in the time loop, and then eight is they go to the planet with the big
0: with Yeah, eight's beacon, kind of the beginning of a two, right. yeah. a, a okay. loose two-part. Right. You're right. absolutely
4: right. So seven, uh, the time loop episode and the party was, I found, kind of, like, that's the most DS9 TNG bit because they're all mm-hmm. just, like, hanging out, listening to 20th century music <laughs> um, and drinking, like, beer pong, right? Isn't there actual beer pong going on? Doesn't Tilly bounce a ping pong into a. Was that also
0: the episode with the burrito? Or was that earlier? burrito There was an episode where someone replicates oh, a really burrito yeah. and I was like Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is this yeah. the no, no, first no, like, burrito mention <laughs> no, and in Star with, Trek history. With
4: with um with tomato salsa. Yes, yeah. yes. And, and and the replicator came with uh, nutritional notes. It did. Yeah. yeah, yeah Michael, Michael Burnham
2: is, fat shames her for getting a burrito. It's a little, a little, does, a little That's the episode little. where yeah. Michael's kind of learning that's maybe true. not to be that's such true. an intense yeah. jerk about it. She was raised on Vulcan. Just go on Twitter, Michael Burnham. You'll learn everything you need to know. No,
1: Star Trek is
0: a utopia. Twitter has been eradicated.
4: Emma, you said that you love all these characters. Um, so, wh- which character are you loving most? Saru. Saru?
5: Yeah.
4: Wow. Okay. Very cool. You know, I named my, my cat Saru. Yes. Yeah. I did know that. Yeah, yeah. And I, I got to, <laughs> you Jordan's
2: headstocks are flaring right now.
4: <laughs> um, but what's interesting is I just started reading, and Brian's copy is coming in the mail. We're doing, um, because of the mid season, the Star Trek Discovery prequel novel. Mm. Which is Ooh. called Desperate Hours, uh, available now uh, on sale, and it's in my bag here. I'm just like 50 pages into it, and there's a boatload of Saru in that. And there's a oh my God, you're so excited, your microphone. So is so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there's a boatload of Saru and what makes him tick, and him and Burnham, you know, doing some friction. Okay, cool, Mr. Patches. Um, overall, so I feel like I should dissent because what? everyone else is so excited. <laughs> but you don't but, have to. No, but I'm not
2: going. You're digging the show, right? I, I really am. Uh, and to echo what you guys said about this kind of like fear going into the show, you know, Brian Fuller showed up to Comic-Con to lead a Star Trek panel and be like, yeah.
4: hype, 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 hype. Yeah.
2: And then he leaves the show. And then
4: he le- well, yes. Or
2: whatever he, happened. You know what they say? He, wasn't, was, he ankled. Yeah, he wasn't yeah. on the show. Okay? He's no longer involved in the show. <laughs> he was yeah. definitely involved with the two part pilot. I felt like that was Yeah. You know, I can thing. I
4: can dish a little on my inside intel. Here's here's the deal. Yeah. He he is not involved now, but everything we've seen the DNA is his. Everything experience. we've seen thus far, including part 2 of season 1 was um, the grand scheme, his broad arc—it's still yeah. Fuller's arc. Like, so what we saw—the so
0: spore drive—that was him. Like all that, was everything his idea. so far.
4: Uh-huh. We, you know, the last episode ended, and they're somewhere. Uh-huh. And we're going to find out in the next episode. That was him. The specifics
0: were not him. So you're oh, saying right. I should
2: still be worried? <laughs> <laughs> but wasn't always worried.
0: <laughs> and you will know better than. That. Wasn't yeah. the initial pitch sort of that it would be a one season show, and then yeah. next season would just be a whole other story? The, I can neither confirm nor deny. Uh, I really, I really don't know. The I've answer. heard. I read. I remember reading something about that. Maybe not finally, but that I've was that one too. initial idea. I think the, that was right.
2: Fuller speculating himself in yeah. episodes. Like they didn't know he was. He just loves hyping, you know. He yeah, loves connecting with hyper. the internet. So mm-hmm. he, I he's think a he hyper was talking about trying he's to do He's a hyper,
4: that. but he he did help craft all of these characters, and uh, the the general arc is still part of his thing. But the nitty gritty past that first the first two episodes, right. which had like a whole lot of uh, writers attached to them, you know. Since then, it's been the writers that we know about that are in the right, room. Right. But but the show day is day.
2: also setting itself up to be. Mm-hmm almost an anthology series, right? If you have a different adventure every half season, then it could be And also, maybe if they're in the mirror universe, okay, let's say they get out of the mirror universe, maybe they get spat out thousands of years in the future! (laughs) Mind blown. Uh, I'm getting ahead of myself. It's possible. possible. Do you like the show or not? It's possible. Uh, I actually, I really, really enjoyed the show after the the two-part opening, you know it was pretty action heavy the, Yeah. i believe the battleman of the stars yes i'm yeah. sorry yes. I, I believe alex kurtzman is the one who kind of like took over the show and helped Shepard did it and then um akiva goldsman of the dark tower fame and um uh, the yeah. trans academy Expanded award yes. some respect yes yes i'm sorry goodful <laughs> well, mind there wait writer, so you're akiva
4: talking goldsman. about you got you've got alex kurtzman director of the mummy mm-hmm. and akiva goldsman something yeah uh, not having the, a whole lot of right, say on batman <laughs> and robin batman and robin, <laughs> and robin the dark tower But these are, there are a lot of... uh But Kurtzman
2: obviously had to, he was part of the Kelvin universe. He was building that out with...
4: Yes, Kurtz. Kurtzman Kurtz yeah. Kurtz has been involved in all Trek since 2009. Right. Yeah,
2: but that also made me worry because I absolutely adore Star Trek 09. Yeah, and the other two movies. And Beyond, I'm yeah. fine with. No, Beyond. See, I'm, I'm kind of like cool on Beyond. Um, but and I'm cool with into Beyond. The, oh, uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> in Into the Darkness is you know what? It yeah. Is. Well, so listen, I, okay. I was initially do you very knock worrying. it out of the
4: park every time? Yeah, and and your the, the <laughs> your I uh, do actually. So readthrillist <laughs> dot com and find out. Um, I, I think you know filmmaking and uh, television episodic uh, making of this of this sort of weird new age that we're in is uh, has a lot of different people involved. And from what I'm told, it's like Kurtzman and uh, what's his name Goldman are certainly very involved but the two showrunners are Gretchen Berg and Aaron Harbarts and they are still the showrunners right, I, think, I think
2: they're in charge those guys gave it an action first or at least that two part opening had this kind of action first vibe and while i enjoyed that while yeah. the stakes were raised starting a war in the face of science and exploration and kind of doing the reverse of what the federation was all about that It definitely got my blood pumping, but I was also kind of skeptical about where's it going to go? Is it going to keep upping the ante in terms of the scope, in terms of the action? And what I was really surprised and and glad to see is that it's still a show about – exploration on some level, but it's right. about the sacrifice of that. It's what this country goes through all the time now, which is like we have NASA, we believe in exploration, we are science first in some ways, but most of the times we're advancing science th- through war, or through harrowing events. Oh, yeah, yeah, And it's that, very yeah. much a show of the times, but I also think it's very much an episodic show. I don't really see, I mean, obviously there's a serialized aspect to it. The war with the Klingons, Michael Burnham's emotional art, right. whatever yeah. Lorca conspiracy stuff is going on, the Klingon, <laughs> the forget Klingon on side of the conflict. Tyler and Vok also. Yeah, of course. Well, I'm sure we'll get there. Uh, but you still have these w- great one-off episodes. I feel like they go on adventures. They're able to take the, like, go to a planet and fix a problem, or, like, something's happening on the ship, and we need to do something about it, kind of next generation yeah. or original series vibe, I feel like but then give it the propulsion of the these overriding. kind of new cable sure. shows, and...
4: That's the, the, a tough the, nut to crack, and I think they're doing it kind of well. I think I think yeah. you're right. Each each individual episode, you can say, "Oh, that's the one where they did X," and even though it is still fulfilling the general arc, um, it still is its own thing. Which is, uh, I would, I would imagine that if the producers and writers of the show are listening to this, they probably feel pretty good about what you just said because I think that's what they've been trying to achieve. Which leads me a little bit to my next question, which is something that hardcore Star Trek fans have been toiling with. And, um, I don't know to the degree to which you are all insane Star Trek fans. I'm curious about that also, but it's the integration of the new show with overall lore mm-hmm. and the mythos. yeah, and there are some very, and I love saying the word mythos, by the way. Mm. there are some very obvious, you know, surface issues with that. I yes. mean. Uh, which
0: is fine in my opinion well let's well you so mean like the bending of
2: rules like this didn't exist back in sure. OSG. so what meh. kind of a voice yeah. is that yeah yeah, yeah. please do like this, this.
4: My... sorry so like <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. Uh, like well you know i mean look i'll well, tell just you Just
0: the general problem of yeah. any prequel which is like the tech can't be this good yeah. right you know but you just gotta roll with that is my you gotta live my opinion your life now here's
4: the thing um the official star trek facebook page Facebook.com/slash/star trek, which has ten gazillion likes because it's freaking Star Trek. Sure. And back in the old I like days, Star trek. when we first got on Facebook, and you saw like a brand would be on Facebook, you click like. Ain't sure. Yeah. What do you like? Do you like swimming pools? Yeah, like swimming pools. <laughs> Boom, I like it. Boom.
0: So. Anytime, right? It's anyone who entered Star Trek as one of their favorite shows back when Facebook was like yeah. for college yeah. kids. and then yeah, it
5: switched yeah. over to right. like the page.
0: So what?
4: Ha- now I know. I mean, I don't know how much of this we've been talking about, but I, you know, I recently right. did. I, I know the people who run that page, right? Mm-hmm. And I do like I just did their uh, annual gift. Opening show sure, sure. on Facebook Live, and you I think the, that was
2: last year. No, right? no, I did it oh, like two days ago. You did it ago. again? Did okay, it. sorry. <laughs> a couple, you missed it.
4: You been busy. Wait. So, um, you opened a gift with? Them? Well, they had no, no, no. They had like an unboxing the video. The unboxing okay. video. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, no, I they don't have know. Their new, their new. You should go to go watch. It. I will. <laughs> it's very entertaining. So, um, the the deal is um, now. Used to be like. So it's a great example. Last year I did it, and people were like, oh, cool! That's a new communicator. That's a new tricorder. Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Now, there's like every X amount of comments is why the, the Klingon heads look different. Fu and like spelled incorrectly. Here's my answer. Sure, Here's my answer. Sure. Yeah.
2: So, OST. Oh wait, yes. TOS. tos Yes. I do this because I'm a soundtrack. Obsessed, original so. soundtrack. T O S. Track the original soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. T O S was actually a, a filmed version of the future. So it's not going to be a perfect recreation. They only had seven, you know, seventies technolo- technology or sixties yeah. technology to do it. But just think of Discovery right. as a new modern. Uh, adaptation of what the future really looks like. Sure. Neither show is depicting oh. true future. It's like it's like doing a period piece. We're but, doing I mean, the about best. the future, so well, this, this that's a good answer. It is a good can answer. Only, good can answer. only go so far. But
4: these knuckleheads that are driving my friends <laughs> crazy because they run the Star Trek and they want to promote their cool shit. they will be like, "Hey, look, we got a new communicator fans, and nine of the fans are excited, and the tenth fan's like, well Klingon heads look different.' Well, can I
3: but let, let's <laughs> let Emma the, speak? Uh, uh, please, us let uh, because uh, Emma. <laughs> what do you feel about that? I mean,
4: about the Klingon heads. What what is Emma? What do you think about the Klingon heads? But Klingon
5: heads they look different, like in every series, right? You know, because there was they were people.
4: They back were, in the original. They were just they were... guys with with darkened skin, yeah. which is probably <laughs> something that shouldn't have been anyway. <laughs> um, they had a guy who was Syrian. He played. I want to say, Kol- Kang or Kol or Koloth. Um, Oh, you mean back in the original back in the sixties? Sure, yeah. Right. But the other guys were just like white dudes with dark skin on their face. So, um, so th- but th- so when you first saw the new Klingons. Was your reaction, they're gonna give you three options. Reaction one was like, oh, these new Klingons look dynamite. B, oh, these new Klingons look different and I am frightened. Or C, (laughs) oh, these are new Klingons, comma, the fans are gonna be pissed off.
5: Can I do like an A and B? Like they look dynamite and I'm frightened because they're very scary looking. (laughs) (laughs) They
4: are scary looking, sure. So, um, I mean, what would you say to that, like I say, every 10th fan, or not a fan, just like painting the answers on the internet that want to be a jerk about it? Like, do you have any reaction at all? Or? I just
5: feel like there's so much more in the show to pay attention to than that. Like, I, it doesn't really impact my enjoyment of it if it doesn't look exactly how I think it should. Right, and right. now I'm doing the voice again.
0: <laughs> we are gonna do the voice. Um, do the voice.
5: But yeah, no, I think it's it's cool. I mean, I would be bored if I was a makeup artist having to recreate something over and over and over again that's been done so many times before. Instead of being able to like provide my own design, like here's what my Klingon looks like, and then they're like, yeah, right, right.
4: Top. I mean, I think part of the issue is, and I can understand it, I can sympathize and empathize, is that Star Trek for all these years has created, both through the show and this the film and the books and the comics, a hermetically sealed right. universe that you can daydream about and know the rules, but only like, right.
2: only because so many of the shows ran overlapping and like in the same time. You know, it's not like we've had. You know, there hasn't been steady Star Trek television since the next generation. If there had, we'd have the same Klingons. But this is a new mode, it has right.
0: to be. Okay. All yeah. oh, right. All right. All right. Can I present my counterpoint? Yeah, wait, hold because on. Hold on.
4: Hold on. Red, well, let me, let me, because it sounds
0: Here like something go. good is going to happen. All right. Red Alert, something good is going to happen. <laughs> I don't know. That is a lot of hype for what I was about to say. <laughs> let's, let's hear it. Let's um, hear it. I have a little sympathy. I don't really care if, you know, the screens look better or like the CGI looks a little better. You know what I mean? Like sort of the set dressing, all that kind of, you know, yeah, it's going to look nicer. The Klingons, they changed it, you know, back in the day because they were making a movie and they were like, let's make these guys look like aliens rather than just Fu Manchu with brown face. You're talking about 79 in the the motion picture. Yeah. When they first saw the rigid foreheads. And then, you know, since then it's basically just been embellishments on that look, right? Mm -hmm, They've mm -hmm. looked that way. And... There's, there was so much effort put into explaining why <laughs> uh, that change happened, right? There's like countless canon sort of yes. well, uh, there's things. Chi- there are uh, two things the Genetic. uh Doesn't
5: Worf have a line I think when he... Well, it's, when it's they in go, the they Deep Space Nine episode, do, yeah.
0: right, where he alludes, and then in Enterprise they yeah. like figured out the I'm, whole I'm thing. I'm dying to just
4: tell you what it was. In Trials and Tribulations, yes, DS9, that's what I'm talking uh, about. which Worf, is Worf great episode. Worf says, we choose not to talk about right it. and then it's very <laughs> funny and you're like
0: oh they did a little joke yeah. about it but then, then, then...
4: enterprise and enterprise i love but enterprise was had issues um they had like a multi-part mini arc explaining what was called the augmentation <laughs> virus. augmentation that's what's... and it was like these
0: they were like klingon human hybrids right these
4: radical klingons that wanted to that wanted to um augment themselves uh, a la Khan. and it got out of hand and a
0: virus spread <laughs> That would smooth out your forehead. Right. Okay. So they <laughs> so, they, they did all this work on that, right? right? So then you go and change them again. Right. And I just sort of like, it's like, uh, you know, they did so much work, even if it was a little silly, right. trying to line all the canon up in your little hermetic universe yeah. that you're describing. yeah. And then they're like, the Klingons should look cooler. Let's just change them again. Right, right, right. And I know the change is less drastic. They still basically are, you know, guys with ridged heads yeah. and teeth and stuff. Yeah. But... I, I just, I had a little pang of sadness for the right. Die Hard fan when I saw the Klingons. You're different. a good man. I mean, right.
2: There's a reason to do it. It's to make them more alien. The, yeah, the sure. The Klingons of course. are so That's humanoid. always the move, right? And if these are going to be warring cultures, then they should be very different.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I like but the way they look. But still be able to have sex with each other. They do, sure. <laughs> they do, and 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 with humans, it looks like. Uh, yeah, well, you know, perhaps, it's it's so. what I think. What we've all been saying is that uh, the new show's changes are in keeping with the times. You know, I mean, it's in terms of its streaming platform, in terms of its uh, its arc, and in terms of the new thing. And I like to keep with the times. And part of the way I like to keep with the times. Is to make sure that I have always have on my wrist a movement watch, mm. and I don't know if you know this or not, mm. but movement watches um, are we get it, the holiday shopping can be tough, but thanks to movement watches, all that gift giving anxiety can disappear. With the uh, bu- 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 here's the deal movement watches are very sleek and nice, right? Is that one right this there? This is a movement are watch, you might think that this costs hundreds of dollars, sure, right. This is, Emma dropped her Emma's phone, and so she's like, "I will not use my
2: phone for timekeeping anymore.
4: Movement <laughs> watches only." You know, not to she's be so. Uh, you know, I I, uh, I support uh, all you know gender fluidity, but they do have ladies' watches also for Thank those God. for those who choose. Um, and what's exciting is that this will cost you ninety five bucks if you go to um, movement mvmt slash engage, and you get a, a percentage off. I mean, a lot of times, a lot of dudes our age. Uh, uh, they uh, keep. They don't keep a watch. They put. They have I, it on their phone. I don't. Yeah. And when somebody says, "What time is it?" You're lugging in your pocket. You, you're all uncomfortable if you're wearing skinny jeans. You got to wiggle around and get your phone out of your pocket. It's a big pain in the butt. When you wear a movement watch, you're like the king of town. You know, it's it's really exciting. Can He's, it be beamed down to another planet? <laughs> <laughs> uh, movement watch. Here's what I do know, and I'm not even looking at my notes. It was founded by these two guys. They came out of college. And they had got jobs somewhere, right? And they wanted to impress the bosses and probably impress the ladies. And they um, couldn't afford the watches in the stores. So they made their own. They got in the garage and made them. And they're very reasonably priced. So you go to MVMT.com slash engage. Oh, God. MVMT.com slash engage. Uh, the watch has a clean design. that makes a great fashion statement. Now is the time, waka, 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 to step up your watch game. Go to movement.com slash engage. Join the movement. All right, so cool. Now, Brian, before we were talking about movement watches, uh, what were we talking about? We were talking about the new television show. All right, so here's the deal. Um, I think we've talked about how the prequel and the Kelvin timeline and the tech, and the other thing was the, the holograms, right? At mm. first episode. Yeah. Like, I've seen 700 episodes of Star Trek. They talk to one another on a screen. Now they're hologramming each other. <laughs> and some fans, I couldn't take it. I right. saw that it. That I, I watch- can forgive. That, yeah. I don't care.
0: Yeah, it's just like, so
2: baffling what people really, really care. Yeah, about. but the other thing, I mean, remember they're trying to reach a larger audience here. They don't yeah. want it to be an exclusive club. Yeah, they want well, everyone to join. But you have to pay to watch it. Okay, well, there's that.
5: There. Oh, it's it an to exclusive be, uh, club for rich people. <laughs> a, well, I
2: mean, the CBS All Access They want to attract but the But, you audience. know, it makes
4: you think you're richer than you are. It's only six... It's like having a movement watch. You look like you're really... It's like you look, look like right, a million right, bucks. Right. Two
2: guys said, television and cable is too expensive for me. They got out of college, and they started CBS All Access.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly they just... Right. They had a dream. Yeah. I mean, look, Star Trek Phase 2 was going to launch... The Paramount Network, right? right. Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, um, was it Voyager not launched UPN? One of the one Voyager of the launched Voyager launched UPN, and TNG was the first. TNG was the major first like major syndication show, show. Yeah. and then um, and now this is like using Star Trek's sort of established they'll go anywhere kind of fan base, yeah. to launch a new thing is like the oldest trick in the book. Not they a, they, they always
4: do it. Not only that, the reason why at the time it was NBC. You know, uh Ronberry started Star Trek, he had sure, a deal right. with Desi Lou, right? Yes, they did the first of pilot and then they came back and they and by the way, when, when, when was Lucille Ball in Oh it yeah, no yeah. Lucille I mean, Ball was the producer of Star Trek and I she got involved at first, it was pitched to her and she agreed to do I swear this is true, it can be fact checked on the internet. She thought Star Trek was going to be like a USO type review show. Awesome! Like we're a bunch <laughs> like of like they're stars. trekking around. We're a bunch of stars on a trek. <laughs> Tribbles. <you know>? <laughs> <laughs> but then, you know, Ricky. she she uh, Lucille Ball was a fascinating uh, businesswoman. Savvy and she businesswoman. She was very involved. And then once it was pitched to her. And she got it, and she also saw that it was, uh, you know, as as has been discussed, ad nauseum, it had a black woman on the crew, it had a Russian, it had all these things. By the time, it didn't have Russian. It had uh, Sulu. She was into Star Trek. She loved it. She defended it, even though it went way, way, way over budget. So, Dig, first pilot, The Cage, not a success. Went to the second pilot. NBC's big note was brighten up those costumes Mm -hmm. and brighten up that bridge when you see think of the bridge in your head the first thing is as round um the red the bars. red bar mm-hmm. why nbc was owned by a company called rca and what was rca pushing in 1966 brian color tvs he's heard me tell the story five times <laughs> <laughs> rca have, have your listeners heard you
2: tell the story five times or? <laughs> I don't know. i'm I don't just thinking about them <laughs> right now so i'm talking oh God, about
4: he's talk doing
5: his rca bit.
4: so <laughs> 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 oh, so boy. Uh, no, so they RCA owned the friggin' NBC. No, yeah, no, right. They right. wanted to move color TVs, and that's what it was. It's let,
0: such a, a day glow show, like yeah, or, you know,
4: man. absolutely. And and Leonard Nimoy, he as a kid, he uh, he was uh, not a kid, he was uh, a adult, young man. But he <laughs> when he and his kids uh, would watch the show, they had a black and white set at the time, and that was what inspired them to get a color. I gotta watch myself in color. It's ridiculous. So.
2: And wow. So did the guy? That's w- what inspired him to get a color TV, not the thousands? and I millions of dollars that he had. The,
0: that's that the I story So was the next on. generation owned by a beige furniture company? Is that, is that what was going on there? They loved it at Levitt's. You know? it was yeah, Bob's Huff, Discount. Huffman
4: Coos, you know? <laughs> Can you believe there was a store called Huffman Coos? Has anybody else heard of Huffman no, Coos? No,
2: Is it New Jersey? I've heard it before. It's a
4: Jersey thing. Yeah. Huffman Coos. Well, it's a furniture store? Yes. In Philly, we have a furniture store
2: called The Dump.
5: <laughs> oh, yeah, we have that in Virginia, too. The
2: dump to the dump to the dump dump dump. I just did oh an ad. Take it to the dump. You the know, dump. two guys said furniture's too <laughs> expensive, and they went in their
4: garage. I'm sorry. No, Huffman Kuz. is K-O-O-S. No. We're way off track yeah, here. Huffman Kuz. All right. Um, Get back the, on the bridge. The lead, um, the lead of this show is uh, Michael Burnham. The half right. Vulcan, well, she's all human, biological, but she's raised in the Vulcan tradition. And I'm curious to hear from each of you individually about how you feel about this character specifically. Um, is she the most interesting character on in the show? You say you love Saru the most. Yes. Um, but what is your attitude toward uh, she's sweating now, Toward though. Michael Vern? I mean, <laughs> oh, do you God. find do you find her to be an intriguing character? Or Sometimes the lead, like you know, I love the show Deadwood. And mm-hmm. Timothy Oliphant by by midway through season two, you're like, Sheriff he's the Bullock, l- the least interesting guy on that show.
0: I like him on that show, but I, he's not my favorite character on Ted.
4: that's that's because you need excess and you need like
2: <laughs> crazy character quirks. You're not investing enough in the actual main character. I heard you, Michael on is your a last Bullock, episode. Actually, I, I heard you on your last whoa, episode whoa. Yeah, about yeah. the finale. Talking smack about Michael Burnham not oh. being that interesting and having like a uh, like flatlined arc throughout the season, where slow and
4: steady paced arc. You know, I'm becoming more human. I'm redeeming myself from my action. Would you by think Lorca
2: is better? But Lorca is yeah, more interesting. I mean, we'll get there. Yeah. But Lorca has a lot of conflict going on. But you got to respect Michael Burnham she has a true arc she has so much psychology going on she's dealing with the like identity crisis but she's also has this blossoming emotional spectrum like how can you think that she is a kind of flat I don't think she's flat
4: I think that there you already know you know what she's thinking all the time.
5: Yeah, you can kind of tell, like, okay, well, she's going to do. How this, can you? She's no, do well, this. I mean,
2: even in the later episodes, where after, so after her mind, I am because I was so enraged. I was enraged by <laughs> <Engage>. enraged, <laughs> enraged. The official Star Trek <laughs> hater podcast. Uh, hearing you talk about how Burnham is this like obvious melding of two personality types of these two cultures. Yeah, but you know when she does the mind melt thing with Sarek and she learns about his uh you know He's favoring a, yeah. Spock over yeah. her oh, that's heavy that shit. is yeah. that is heavy that's stuff really and it's it's tearing her apart and then we see her thrust into like the mundanity of the party scenes and trying to connect with people i don't know that's like that hit me. You're right, well, tearing me
4: apart, Sarah. That me. I, I feel and then that, romance and uh, in the back half of these episodes, she becomes. <laughs> I feel like you're right in that. Yeah. I uh, I would like to walk back a little bit what I said. It's not that I, I not that I dislike her. I don't find her interesting. Is that compared to to Lorca, which in one episode can. Like give me whiplash three times. I just don't think you're empathizing enough with the female experience.
0: Oh jeez.
4: All right. Well, what's what's your
0: question about Michael
4: Burnham? Well, first of all, does she have anything to be ashamed of? Um, what did she do that was so wrong? I mean, other than all right. So I want to talk about this because I
0: haven't been on Engage, and Uh, uh, now I'm here, and I want to ask the question. question. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Because I like this show a lot, and um, I'm generally like fond of most of the plotting decisions, but. Uh, I never really understood the mutiny. I mean, I understood it like nominally, like what she was doing. I just never really, my whole problem with the pilot, my only problem with the pilot, is I just didn't buy that she would do something that drastic because her motivations just never made like a ton of sense to me apart from she sort of like felt it in her Vulcan bones that you know you gotta fire but doesn't Sarah communicate like yes, you must he, do something he this communicates is you have to yeah. fire because this is how the, communi- the 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 Klingons sort of this is her Kobayashi Maru though
2: that she has to do this yeah but I mean she uh, has a logical preservation I, 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 here's the thing that's I think your worked. call
0: I just don't like it's so antithetical to Star Trek mm. to me like and I'm fine with mess yeah. with Star Trek. It's fine, you know. I'm not like someone who's precious about it, but I need like I'm a little precious about.
4: It. Well, well I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna you actually need, like, side up a little bit with David here. Here's what I think: incredible Here's my thing it's wait, a war with the clickers. Wait, hold on. Time in space. Out. Nothing's happening it's yet. They're going wants to be a war, the war with, with in They're in space. Wait, time out. Time out. Time out. Here's the it's deal. It's a vacuum. Anything
2: can happen. No one can hear them
5: scream.
4: Here's the thing. If you thing. fall
5: overboard, you don't.
0: I think
4: what David might be getting uh, onto here, and is that I think this is something that worked really well on the page. Right. Right. It's a good idea, of course. Mutiny. She must redeem herself. Work. You know. Because I kind of agree. Like I buy it
0: intellectually, but on a gut level, she comes it out. I always felt a tiny bit phony. And I haven't seen the pilot since the I saw the pilot. But yeah. she comes out. She's like, "Look, I can't tell you how I know this, but we just have to fire on them. Like we just got to do it. That's how they're gonna." And um, Michelle, yo, oh my god, what's Captain her, Philippa uh, Georgiou. Georgiou's like, that that seems like a bad idea. We're Star Trek. We're going to fire on a ship. We're Star Trek. And her response is, (laughs) excuse me, we're Star Trek. (laughs) (laughs) We don't fire photon torpedoes willy-nilly. Exactly. And Burnham's response is, all right, well, down you go. Like, I'm going to just, like, have a panic attack, start sweating and be like, fire it. Just fire the torpedoes, you know. (laughs) Oh, Bringing back my PTSD. (laughs) That's the whole decision chain, right? Yeah. I just needed a little, and it's too bad because I like the general, you know, yeah, rest of her arc. Like, and I like her coming from rock bottom back. To, no, I uh, love know. that
4: too. I, uh, you know, that wasn't what I really wanted to bring sorry, up. On, gl- sorry, sorry. No, no, I'm glad you did. The, the <laughs> thing that, that bugs me, I'm, I'm glad you aired it because that's something that's been, I, I don't, ag- I agree with you 12%, you uh-huh. know? 12, wow. Um, wow. The thing that bugs me is she's always so apologetic about, quote, starting the war. Right. Like, if she didn't fire those torpedoes. They would have fired at them. Yeah. I don't think she has anything to be sorry about in that. She should maybe feel sorry about giving the Vulcan nerve pinch to Georgiou. Maybe that wasn't so cool. But not very cool. No, but I mean, the the Klingons were like, do you think that she has anything to apologize for? Well she
5: does I mean she definitely feels guilty for her captain's death, right. which she feels responsible for responsible it. Responsible for it, I, I don't understand know, that.
4: I don't know that she should feel responsible for it. But she does. Right, who can you argue buy it. That, well, you, you buy, buy it. I, it. A Vulcan, I,
0: mean, I buy that. I buy.
2: If she was a true Vulcan, she probably wouldn't feel guilty, but she's not, and that's the conflict Nature of making Vulcan-like yeah. uh, decisions but feeling the human reaction, and oh. Saru punishes her so harshly for Brian has something he so wait a to say. I,
0: but she didn't fire the
2: torpedoes, though.
4: She tries to. Yeah. Yeah. She but tries she to, but she doesn't. I mean, to me, that's why we're at war. We would have to go back and, uh, but I think the raising of the shield, she, uh, yeah, she, uh, proliferation acts aggressively. of that well, aggression. Yeah, I, I that. always question if it if it was that act. That started
2: the war, or was her killing Takuvma? That was the act, right? The then of the they war. beam on board. Well, the real, and all no, that. the thing was right, yes. that
4: she went in her spacesuit to go poke around at the at the um, torchbearer
0: oh, on the yeah, sarcophagus
4: ship. But like, who would have known? Like, that's what you do on Star Trek. You see a weird thing in space, you go say hi.
0: That's true. Yeah, that is your
4: Vulcan hello. But
0: this is see, we're all bogged down on this, and it's like, why couldn't we have had a slightly clearer sort of like screw up or bold right. decision? Like it, the whole thing always because just felt show a little muddled to me. The
2: sh- because the emotional aspects of the show are really muddled. And that's the mm. whole point, that Aren't? everything is good and everything is bad. There is no good and bad. Like, seeing this in terms of black and white is is the the old Star Trek. I, I like a little old more Star Trek. I know you do. But this is like, <laughs> the I, characters are more complex.
4: I do think that it is... It I'd is, say yes and no, but yeah, I know not, what you're saying. It is not the most clear launch. I think part of it has to do with real world issues like this had 75 producers and writers attached to it and the the pilot was on regular CBS and there were all these eyeballs and you know everybody was involved Mm -hmm. and the fact that they made it happen in general is amazing Uh, it's not the clearest you know Opening, but like then you look at the other pilots of I was other about to shows. Say, every
0: Star Trek pilot is horrible. Is, uh, yeah, like uh, the, the best one, one is the Voyager one, and it's not very good, <laughs> right? Am I wrong? Well, at least a big thing happens to them, uh, right? Exactly. Yeah, there's sort of an event, and it's an yeah. action pack. Like uh, Enterprise. D space.
4: D space nine is not good. D space nine. TNG. One, the
0: whole action is they have to like move the station over yeah, there. TNG's pilot. And they're like, hold <laughs> on. <You know? laughs> TNG's no pilot one likes moving guys. TNG's pilot is is awful. Hilarious. Yeah, it's awful. With the Q court and the yeah, it's awful. The little like the little people so who saying are is like nuclear the mutants. Star Trek
2: Discovery pilot is actually the best. Star I would pilot. say
0: it's like arguably the best it's Star the Trek best, pilot. best. I mean, agree with that. Yeah, because TOS. First I mean, of all, bar. their, their <laughs> pilot
4: was like wasn't, it's where no man Who's come before. Yeah, which right? they didn't yeah. even show to like five or that was or six okay. I guess
0: oh, oh, it's pretty fine. good. It's pretty good. Go you there. know
2: what the best Star Trek pilot is?
0: Yeah, John Cho.
2: In the Star Trek, (laughs) he is a great pilot. First movie, I don't know. In that first
0: movie, he doesn't know to
4: disable the parking brake. By episode, (laughs) by part three, he knows to dive down the (laughs) thing and
1: zoom up.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
4: Uh, What's her name? Uh, Soniqua Martin-Green and the character of Michael Burnham is uh, expressing the toil within her of her
0: half-Vulcan, half-human side. I think she's so good. I mean, that's why I like the character. And I generally like the character. I I never saw her
2: on The Walking Dead. I did. She uh, she
0: was excellent. I mean, it was never... She played a similarly very internal character uh, who was sort of racked with a lot of, like, you know trauma as pretty much anyone on the walking dead is cuz that show is just you know you open the door and like trauma it was like dead mm-hmm. walking in <laughs> yeah. jumps on you yeah. so much dead they're walking dead in. open let's, inside like in the walking dead they're like let's let's go to the store and get some new batteries and you're like oh don't go to the store <laughs> like you know anything is bad um but she's she's why I like the why, why I love the character yeah i i think she's phenomenal she's like, like patrick stewart
2: good yeah. i feel like her wow. mind readings yeah.
0: are really she uh,
2: Theatrical is the wrong word, but this kind of like sense of language that theater actors have and Mm -hmm. presence.
4: And
0: she is a theater Mm -hmm. actor, right? I mean, she came up as a theater actress. Yes, I think she definitely
4: has a very um, specific set of tools that she uses and uses them well. Like, like she does not go off and do weird. No, I'm being serious. Like, she has. She, if you watch, I mean, I've had to watch some of these episodes like twice in a row because of of my station in life, and you'll notice. like, the w- the way she'll phrase something uh, that she did it once, and then three weeks from now, she'll kind of do it the same way again. That's not a criticism. That's just, like, she fucking know. Oh, sorry. She knows how to, like, do uh, a thing. Because now Brian has to put explicit on the I thing. I see. No, I don't. So- <laughs> That's fine. Good. That's right. Squeeze <laughs> it in there. Um, she kn- like, she knows how to give this line reading, you know, which is interesting because um, every actor's different. Like, some, some actors like to put English on the ball, and some actors like to surprise you with their line readings, and she... It's like, I know where my strike zone
0: is, and I'm just going to just... And I think it, it's so. really tough to play essentially a Vulcan right you know I mean I know yeah. she's I mean she's playing the dynamic of it yeah Um, but those characters are the most anti-dramatic they're the most Roddenberry <laughs> characters where he's like I strip all regular drama out of yeah. this no none of your tricks yeah. we <laughs> gotta find new ways to you know create drama and I think she she nails it Emma what do you think though I'm talking too much
5: oh uh, well I'm yeah I mean I, I agree with that I think when I first I think heard about her when I first saw the pilot at, least, at first I was a little bit like oh god it's another woman playing a very stoic mm. female character who's very boring and doesn't have any emotions, but she... Wait, what
2: other characters fall into that category like, for you?
5: I don't know, mm. like James Charlie's like Throne and Mad Max and oh, stuff sure. that. like that.
0: Sicario, maybe?
5: Yeah, like strong female character.
0: Yeah. Where, she where it's like, like, to play with the boys, they must
5: Yeah, they gotta just, they the can't emotion. be a girl, they have to be just a mannequin with no <laughs> expressions on their face. <laughs> um, but I think Martin Green definitely, she's like 100% the reason why I like Michael Burnham is because she's so good at um, delivery and at making the emotions that she's feeling inside very believable.
4: What, What do you think about Tilly? What's I her?
5: love Tilly. You love Tilly. I love right? everybody. <laughs> I love
4: everybody. The only too, one I don't like is uh, Tilly.
0: Prison Man. What's his name? Wait, can we Ma- wait, Tyler? wait? Wait, Tyler. wait. Let's talk, Tyler. About and yeah, then, let's talk about Tilly. Yeah,
2: <laughs> let's talk about Tilly. Let's talk about Tilly
0: because that's a segment, right? Let's talk <laughs> about let's Tilly. Talk where's about the sound effect? T- um, hold on. A let's look. talk in,
4: about Tilly. In, in wait, incoming Keep Tilly assignment. Hold on. Working. All right, wait. We're getting some Tilly accomplishments here. So, Scotty,
2: we need power. just room, knowledge.
4: Just random sounds. Substitute. Scotty for Tilly.
2: <laughs> Tilly is interesting because I think she really works, but I was again really skeptical of her when she was first introduced. She's grown up; She's had her own arc, and I think that's important. Yeah. She could have easily been a stock character. Her when first she scene was, was
4: way wacky. Mm. Her first
2: scene, I'm like, so you've She's now written big. you've written yeah. one of these Comic Con fans into the show. <laughs> well, and we now have which, I mean, we now Barclay. I could Reg hear Barclay. the studio sure, sure. note. It's like. God, Barb was such a big success on Stranger oh, Things. We no. got to get wow. our get Barb, wow. <laughs> get and I really think in the early racist episodes to
0: the red-haired oh. people. That's of it. Actually, has nothing. No, I'm, kidding, I'm
2: kidding. It has nothing to do with the red hair. That's the <laughs> that's the quinsets. they really just went for the Barb on that one, but mm. like the her 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 presence <laughs> is to be this kind of like fan voice to be this young yes, accolade. I get that. I get that. And it. I think oh, they Ranch really Barkley. do yeah, try and yeah. like. Reach out to the Comic Con community with her and like yeah. be the proxy.
5: She's a very cute character. They're like, you know, you're gonna write fan fiction about her. They're like, yes, like, yes. she's it, so cool, she's fun. She feels
2: designed right? for that. She, she yeah. yeah, all right. But then she takes on a life of her own yeah. later. Like but, she gets her job, she's accomplished things, she's helping Burnham sure. do these missions. Like with the time warp mission, she's there scanning she's confident. that big space from, whale
4: from the first. <laughs> yes. From the first episode, you, you meet her and you think that she's nervous and she They hint at her being. What's the phrase now? Neurodivergent, right? That's what they call mm. it now? Sure. Yeah. You know. That's what people who tweet at you call it. Yeah, so they call it that now. But, you know, whatever. She's got michigas. Um And at <laughs> That's first... The word for neurodivergent. Yeah, <laughs> you think that at first she's going to be, like, needing... Like Reg Barclay in TNG, that he's going to need a lot, a lot of confidence, a lot of, a lot of pep talks to, to get there. But by that first episode, when they beam over to get the space whale, the tardigrade, on that ship, when they're, the body's all torn up, And the little bug beast is running around. She's the first one to grab her phaser and say, show yourself! So she is ready to rise. Clearly she's been in therapy a long time and she knows when to activate the lessons that she's learned, which I find very fascinating. And I, I think she might actually be... Uh, I think she's my favorite character. Red Alert, I just announced it. I think Tilly's my
0: favorite character. Even
4: though I named my cat Saru. <laughs> I, I
0: like and
4: Tilly would have been a nice cat name. Tilly's a, a, a good cat, cat name. Mm.
0: Um I we've never, as far as I know, had a cadet uh main character on the show. Before, Wesley right? Crusher
4: was a, was an he, ensign. He was a And he was right. a twerp, yeah.
0: Well the whole thing so Wesley Crusher is the same <laughs> idea of a character where it's like, here's your audience surrogate who's yeah. like, oh, it's just like what if you were on a it's, ship. Um, <laughs> is there a mean, word for that? I know Mary, Mary Sue. Mary, well, Mary, Mary Sue is when you Mary write yourself. Well, you, well, no, the, the idea of him it. being a Mary yeah. Sue yeah. is Martin that East. he's so good at everything. <laughs> <Sue>. <laughs> you know, it's not just that Wesley Crusher gets to be, it's like you get to be on the ship. It's also like, they're like, oh, what do we do? And Wesley's like, I have a program to tell right. well, so, he's not
2: a Mary Sue because she's not saving the day. Every she's second. not
0: like well, excessively, you know, a genius who's like amazing at kickboxing and supermodeling. But she's doing a lot of really
4: Cool things like helping Burnham on the dating scene. No, getting no, I, her and Tyler I, together. I right? like
0: Tilly in general. I think yeah. she's a winning actress. I just I the her episode, the one where she's sort of like, you know what, Michael Burnham, you're great, but I don't need to like follow your yeah, advice yeah. in terms of like how man. to climb the uh, Federation ladder Yeah, that was when I was kind of like I, I, I see the point of this character no. like you know I, I, I had a little more of a read cool. on like why she's there I think it's cool that
4: you grew to like her and you had to grow to like her too Em and I liked her from the first moment wow yeah. Right, yeah.
3: Side right side of history and they have right side of history I'm
4: sorry what were you gonna say
5: um uh, oh, God, what's his name? Crap. Oh, Tyler? No, no, no. no. It's... Um, Lorca? No. What does he do on the oh ship? God. What does Stamets? he do? Stamets. He uh, uh, yeah. likes that line gonna... where he calls her captain, which I thought was very cool. Oh,
4: yeah. That's no... That that's Yes, that is yeah. foreshadowing of various timelines. And it's funny that you mentioned Stamets, because he is the first topic we're going to bring up when we come back next week Woo. for our Recap Roundtable, Volume 2 on our special, uh, yeah, so and to miss it would be
1: that, sir, is illogical.
4: You want to be there next week. So, until then, um, thank you for joining us. And if you want to follow the travails of our three guests, you can uh follow David Sims on
0: Twitter at David L. Sims
4: and one sims word. is spelled s-y-m-m-e-s
0: <laughs> s-i-m-s <laughs> right. one m just one m and i have a podcast blank check oh shit that's right you, you got check your out my podcast it's a great podcast you've they been want, on the podcast do
4: some of that asmr thing because the audience members that are listening might know <laughs> that they want to hear your voice more blank you know check <laughs> No, Blank Check, with, blank the, check with, with the Cameron is a great podcast yeah, with no, him. Mostly because of his other host, yeah, uh, he's Griffin funny. Newman, is very funny. Um, Emma, where can we find you on Twitter?
5: You can find me at Stefabsky. It's my last name with a typo in it. It's um,
4: <laughs> that. was it a is? bold yeah, choice. No, I, I actually gave this some thought. I thought it was for, like, I'm fab. Well,
5: that's why I kept it. I was oh, like, okay. oh, this is cute. Yeah. I kept Because I keep, like, whenever I type my name really fast, I type it Stefabsky, and I feel like that's kind of presumptuous of me to say
4: that you're fab you're yeah. so fab but
5: i mean it's true well, so. you're a little
4: fab was pretty fab <laughs> <You're> pretty <laughs> fab so at Stefabsky is where one can yep. listen and uh and uh matt patches where can one find you on the internet
2: i'm on twitter at mr patches yes. and always be reading thrillist.com and you have slash a, entertainment you're part of a long podcast also that's right oh yes i podcast uh on a show called Fighting in the War Room. Yeah. Everyone
0: on that podcast always forgets they're on a podcast. It's a great podcast. It's, it's We've just been you know, doing
2: it for so long. we have been doing it's it for many years. Been doing it It's for like feeding so long. my cats. I like, yes, I do it, <laughs> but I don't boast about it. Yeah. Modest man.
4: All right, so thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you again next week.